the snap, looking, flips the ball, diving for the pylon, and he's got it! Razzle-dazzle! Touchdown, Houston! And the Texans go in front! There is no off-season for your Houston Texans. Game day is every day. We had a lot of energy, and we brought a lot of spark for this organization. The best is yet to come. Five nights a week, the hits keep on coming. Ball is out. The Texans say they have it, and they do! Now, it's Texans All Access. Welcome, everybody, to a Monday edition of Texans All Access. The Monday after the 2020 NFL Draft, and what a weekend it was from all of our homes, for the most part. But it was a really intriguing and interesting weekend. I am your host, John Harris, and I am joined, as always, by the voice of the Houston Texans, who joined me all weekend on the draft. It was a blast, as usual. Mark Vandermeer, Mark, have you recovered? Johnny, I've, uh, I think I have. I think I'm okay now. <laughs> I mean, doing, doing an hour tonight is like, what? That's a sprint. That's, yeah. that's like a walk to the other room compared yeah. to the 17 that you did. And I did most of that. And even you when did. I wasn't on, I was sitting right here, man. I was engineering and I was doing stuff. So, um, I wasn't talking though. It's, it's so different. You know, Sean and Seth and you did such a great job that early shift on Saturday. It's so different to not be on. And then when you get back on, you're like, oh, we have five hours left. Uh, but it was, uh, it was good. And, you know, the draft worked out okay. It was, it was weird knowing that there were three picks at the end of the seventh round, and we were thinking, man, what's that going to be like to go bang, 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 yeah, and those yeah, three yeah. picks and interview the guys, and it'll be crazy. And then we went from three to none because of the three trades that Bill O'Brien pulled off. But I, I think we all agree that the five players they got, good. And you know, spark, spark so good. They look good on paper. They look good uh, interviewing them, and they look good on tape. So let's hope they look good as professionals. And then you look at the undrafted free agent class, and that looks good as well. I mean, I'm excited about what's to come here. Yeah, I don't think there's any question. Uh, and we're going to talk, obviously, about the draft, and there's plenty going on. Today, of course, we're going to hear from Bill O'Brien a little later in this segment. Uh, he joined us after the draft. Before all those seventh-round picks, he joined us. I can't remember what number it was. I remember looking over and made a note like, okay, it's pick 230. He said, well, I had three more picks to make, but they moved up. Um, they used, I think, the last one. They traded to New Orleans, and they're going to get New Orleans' sixth-round pick next year. And the, you know that was a question that I had throughout this was, when they made trades, would they want 2021 picks, assuming that we'll be back to some sort of normalcy in a normal draft period that they'll have more time to spend, especially when you think about day three picks. You know, they come from smaller schools. Um, a lot of times they're guys that come out of a pro day like, man, holy cow, I didn't know this guy actually ran this fast. Um, I saw him on tape, I thought he was good, but man, at the pro day he ran really well. And then you do more digging on it and you're like, hey, maybe this guy would be a good day three pick. So I thought there might be a little bit more of that, but when I saw that they had traded a seventh for a sixth next year, I was like, that's pretty good maneuvering, but yeah. uh, we'll talk to uh, Coach O'Brien. We'll have that later in the show. We'll also have one of our day three picks in our next segment uh, because we had three of them, Charlie Heck from North Carolina. We had John Reed from Penn State, and then we had Isaiah Coulter, who, oh, by the way, had the same coach that I did, which was a little a little strange. Jim Fleming was his head coach at Rhode Island. Jim was my defensive coordinator my last year at Brown, separated, of course, by about 24 five years or so but we still had the, we still had the same coach and so when I asked him a question when we were talking to him I could see 
uh, on Zoom, I could see him kind of go like, whoa, okay, that's kind of cool. I didn't really make that connection. Uh, and that was one of the cool parts of this draft. Uh, but, Mark, overall, if I think about the draft, I think to be true to be true and honest to the draft, because I heard Ron and, and Clint talking about it, and I heard Sean and Seth this morning a little bit, and Landry and, and John, too. I heard them all talking about the draft. And I heard them talking about some of the, the various draft grades that were out there. And I, I know I saw some, and I saw one from the Sporting News that gave the Texans an F, and I was like, how could you? How, how could you do that? How could you do that? It's like just that's that's criminal in some sense. I mean, that's like media. That that's a that's a crime via the media because you have to think about in total. And this also goes to the Rams too. I was thinking about this as I was driving a little while ago. You got to think about this like for the Rams too. The Rams' first round draft pick the other night was Jalen Ramsey. It's a pretty pretty good first yep. round pick. Yep. You know, absolutely. But if you think about the Texans draft, first round, Laramie Tunsil. Second round, Ross Blacklock. Third round, Garyon Conley. Third round, John Grenard. Third round, comp pick, Duke Johnson. Fourth round, Charlie Heck. Fourth round, John Reed. Fifth round, Isaiah Coulter. When you think about the draft like that, you giving that an F? Because the last I looked, the only team in the league that drafted a that drafted, as I said in air quotes, a Pro Bowler was the Rams and the Texans via Jalen Ramsey. And Larry McTunsil, if you want to look at it do, like that. Do you put Cooks in there as well for that 57th pick? Yeah, absolutely. Him? I didn't even yeah. think about that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think there's any question. You throw Brandy Cooks in there, and that's even that, that's one heck of a draft. You know, yep. but I think when you – oh, well, you only had five picks. But I just don't know how you can honestly, from a national perspective – and I said this during the draft, Mark. Watch that game against the Chiefs. Watch us draft two dynamic – dudes up front that can rush the quarterback and then go yeah that that's a d plus i don't think you I, I don't know how you could look at it that way at all well i think all five players are going to do something now a culture could be a long shot or maybe yeah. you know waiting in the wings kind of guy to do something right uh, that's I a think deep Charlie- position Charlie Heck is one of those guys where you're thinking, I don't want to see him play because if I've seen him play, well, if I see him play, there's two things. Either he blew people away and he replaced somebody on the right. O-line or, you know, maybe right tackle, he completely crushed it and they moved Howard back to a guard spot or something. I mean, I don't know yeah. what what would what that would entail or somebody got hurt. I, I think right. those are the only scenarios. So I really – I think I'd rather have the guys in there right now really work out and do great for them and have Heck be the 6-0 lineman or whatever and be available as an extra guy. Everybody else I could see doing something, at least on special teams, if not a whole lot more. Uh, I've talked to Steve Jones, the voice of the Nittany Lions today, and we were talking about John Reed, and he was raving about John Reed. I mean, John Reed, uh, and the more you see in the PFT tweet today that they ran about how well – well-regarded he was in college, how highly graded he was. Yep. Actually, somebody joked on the back end of that tweet. They, they cited all these great rankings he had, and then uh, somebody said, yeah, but your overall rank will still be like a 65 on him because PFT <laughs> gets a lot of heat for their uh, rankings. But, PFF, uh, you mean. PFF. What did I say, PFT? PFT. PFF, yes. Okay. Yeah, because if Florio is doing – if Florio is doing some analytics, I'm a little yeah. worried about that. Yeah, yeah, that's not happening. My bad. Uh, PFF, Pro Football Focus. So, yeah, I haven't recovered yet. So there's proof right there. <laughs> Boom. Exhibit A, ladies and gentlemen, have not recovered from draft weekend. 
So even when uh, – so you look at that. You look at what uh, Grenard can do as a pass rusher in key packages. Yeah. You look at Blacklock, and I think that he's really intriguing. And first-round grades from a lot of people on him. So that was a good get for you at 40. There's a lot of excitement here, and, and I think it, you're right. You cannot bring up this class, this haul, this harvest – without bringing up the fact that they used four picks to get four starters or at least regular contributor contributor type of players like Duke Johnson. I don't know if I'd call him a starter, but he's a would-be starter. I mean, he's a guy who's going to play a ton for you. But Conley, Cooks, obviously Laramie, I think it's all good news all the way around in this hall of picks and what it produced for you. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any question. Anybody that's given the Texans – look, if if you want if you want to quibble with – a pick because there was somebody that was a little higher rated on your board. You know, this is what you do for a living. And it's like, oh, I had this guy higher grade than this. Okay. Like that, that happens. Mm -hmm. But the Texans addressed the pass rush inside and out. They addressed the offensive line again. And that was something that, that we talked about during the draft right after Charlie Heck was drafted was the fact that, you know, there were a few years there where the Texans didn't draft an offensive lineman. And they definitely didn't draft tackles. And it had, it, I think it had been from 20, I'll say Derek Newton was drafted in 2011. And then Brennan Williams was drafted in 2013 along with Quesenberry. Quesenberry eventually moved into the guard. But then from 13 to 17, I don't believe there was a tackle drafted. Tackle, damn. So when you think about the situation the Texans were in last year, and and look, I think Clark, I think Clark he did the best job that he possibly could given – you know, the fact he didn't really have an offseason. He was just kind of thrown in the mix. He's got to jump right in that game. I think it was the Raiders he's got to jump into. Um, he gave them what he could. And I think Rod Johnson has really, truly improved. But adding another young tackle, uh, a coach's son, which obviously I'm biased towards, um, and a guy at 6'8", 3'11", who moves very well for a guy that size, there's, there's absolutely no harm in that. And, by the way, the way that you maneuvered the board – the way that coach maneuvered the board, he was able to pick up John Reed too, because that was yep. just going to be one eleven and one seventy one. Instead, it turned into one twenty six and one forty something, if I remember correctly. So they were able to to navigate the board really well. I thought in the fourth round, and then the way that they did all of that, and then the seventh, what he was able to do with that to get up and go get Coulter uh, in the fifth, and then get New Orleans sixth next year. Here's something, I know people are going to say this, and as soon and, and all you listening out there, this will happen, and I guarantee you, I don't know who you're going to hear it from. You're going to hear it from somebody, but you're going to hear or read somebody make some snarky comment next year. Well, the Texans don't even have a draft next year. Uh, <laughs> rewind that. Yes, the Texans do not have a first. They do not have a second. As of right now, by the way. Right. They do not have a first or a second. That's, that's facts. Nothing you can do about that. But what's also fact is the fact that they have Two-thirds, I'm sorry, a third, two-fourths, a fifth, three six-rounders, and a seventh, and that is not even counting the compensatory picks that could potentially be coming your way. D one for what DJ Reader does could potentially come right. your way. So there's more than likely another third or a fourth comp pick that's going to be in there. So that's eight picks. You add in, let's just say just one comp pick. That's nine selections. Nine selections. Now, like this year, you may not make all nine selections. You might package those and move up and get in the second round with a couple of those thirds to get in the second round and be kind of in the same spot you were this year. So, yeah, you don't have a first and you don't have a second, but you got eight picks right now, and that's probably going to grow with the compensatory picks. 
uh, that you're going to have. So you're going to hear people say, oh, 2021, they don't have a draft. Ha, 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 ha. They don't have a way to get better. Um, yeah, they're going to have at least eight picks. At least That's eight. That's what they said this year, a lot of people. And you just have to look at it closely. You have to look at how the team's doing. And, I mean, I I can't tell you some of the comments I saw before the draft. But there were some positive reviews about this draft. No yeah, question so. about it. Bill O'Brien got some positive reviews. And, you know, some people who uh, have been tough on him uh, came around. But, you know, it's not about reviews. It's about what you do on the field. He'll be the first one to tell you that. So, Let's just uh, wait and see what happens in September, and let's hope it's September, Johnny. Yeah, let's I hope uh, it's yeah. September. Let's yeah, go. I hope September. It, I hope it's September. There's a little, little mm-hmm. bit of news with that, and we'll talk about that. But you mentioned Coach O'Brien, and Mark, you and I had the opportunity to catch up with Coach O'Brien just after the draft. It was near its end. The Texans had made their last picks, and they were in the process of signing their UDFAs, and we caught up with him from his location let's put it that way as he said yes. out of the back patio that's right uh, good to see you guys um you know yeah i i think that's one of the most important parts of the process i think the the one that's a little different this year is that you know in the past sometimes we've signed up to 15 to 20 guys i would say this year we may not go as high we may leave a couple spots open you know relative to when they tell us we can start maybe there's some other guys out there that um, we can build our roster with so but we're working at it. Um, I know that uh, Matt Bazergan and James Lifford are working hard to to try to – a lot of that comes down to money, you know, how much mm-hmm. money one team's offering a guy relative to how much money another team's offering a guy. So hopefully we can get some good guys. Coach, I know we'll talk plenty of football, but I got to ask you about Friday night. They showed a shot of you and your two boys were in the in the room with you as they were as you were getting ready to make the pick. What was that process like having Michael and Jack with you as you were going through this process? I mean, it's different because we've never done it like this, but what was that process like to kind of have them there with you to have that moment? Yeah, I mean, we're on our back patio, and, you know, obviously the first night we didn't have a draft pick, but I saw all the families of the coaches and the general managers on TV, and I thought that was pretty cool. Colleen and I talked about it. I mean, the healthcare workers, as you know, Johnny, that have been involved with with our son are just, I mean, these are the frontline heroes that are uh, working today to try to keep all these people healthy relative to the coronavirus. So we felt like that was a good way to thank them. And, and uh, Michael, he's sitting right here behind me right now. He's been out here the whole time. He's like, uh, he's the assistant, you know, he's, 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 you know, critiquing every pick we make and uh, telling us how to do it. But no, it's been good. It's been good to have, have the family here. I mean, it's a little different being in the backyard, but uh, you got to do what you got to do. Now you talked about last night already quite a bit, and we'll get to those players, but what was today like for you making the trades you did and selecting these players, Coach? Yeah, we did. We made a, a couple trades. Um, we were able to go up and get, uh, you know, Charlie Heck, which was important to us, you know, to be able to, to, to have a chance to get him because, you know, he was a guy, uh, you know, we traded back and then we, we went back up, but he was a guy that we, we felt could really help us as a swing tackle, you know, a guy that his dad's a coach, uh, Andy Heck, uh, Kansas City Chiefs, and, uh, you know, Mike Devlin did a great job scouting him before we had to uh, go our separate ways because of the corona. But you alluded to Heck a little bit, and John Reed is a guy that played both inside, outside. We've talked for years about the more you can do, the versatility aspect. What did you see in John Reed, a guy that he said to us, 
uh, that you actually he went to a camp when you were still at Penn State. What do you like about John Reed, and what do you think he's bringing to Houston? Yeah, I mean, I've known John for a long time, you know, kind of like Will Fuller, you know, they, these guys, these Pennsylvania guys keep coming back up, you know, it's good football in Pennsylvania, but they, so, you know, he was a sophomore in high school and he came to our camp, you know how that works, Johnny, I mean, you know, yep. you have some younger prospects, not just juniors and seniors, you have younger prospects that come to those camps and he stood out right away, 15 year old guy, he could backpedal, he could stick his foot in the ground, he could transition and as you watched his Penn State career, he overcame some adversity, got injured, came back from it, had a really good year this year. He plays inside, like you said. I think he's, uh, you know, he can play star. Uh, he can tackle. Uh, I think he'll help us on special teams, and he's a great, great guy. You know, he's really smart, um, you know, and so we were, we were really thrilled to be able to add him. Coach, uh, speaking of familiarity, back to the state where you played your college football, Rhode Island, you go to URI to get Isaiah Coulter, and I know there's some familiarity there. Yeah, no, Isaiah was a guy that, um, you know, our scouts and uh, and Tim Kelly and John Perry, you know, they, they spent a lot of time working on this guy. Uh, I think he had 72 catches this year. He's got good speed. He's got good hands. Uh, he's got good body control. Uh, he catches the football. I think at the combine when you watched him, you know, he could catch the football. He's got good hands, and I think that's a big, big deal, obviously. And, and then he was coached by Jimmy Fleming, who is a guy that I've known for probably close to 30 years when I first started coaching. He was coaching uh, at Brown. He was a defensive coordinator. And so Jimmy, uh, you know, spoke very highly of him. And, and we were able to add him to our roster. And we were thrilled to be able to do that. Yeah, he was my my defense coordinator my senior year, uh, which was kind of interesting <laughs> when I told Isaiah that today. Um, and Mark on the air said that you or I had better helmets than Brown. And, I, you know, he kind of threw us under the bus, Coach. But That's either not way, very hard, but, though. Ours were Brown. There's yeah, that's true. That, that, that's a good point. Coach, one of the things about, you know, Flem being at Rhode Island, uh, Dan Mullins at Florida, a guy that you've dealt with a lot, in this process where you're not able to have a pro day, you're not able to go somewhere and work guys out, how important was kind of the relationships that you've built over the years to kind of help get to a point where you felt like these were guys you wanted to draft? How important was that part to you to, to, to have those relationships, to people you could talk to and say, hey, Tell me about this guy. Um, how important was that to you in this process? Yeah, that was big. I mean, we talked to a lot of coaches. I personally talked to a bunch of guys, and they were great. They were very good about how they spoke about their players. And, um, you know, Gary Patterson and Danny Mullen and James Franklin, Jimmy Fleming. Uh, I didn't get a hold of Mac Brown. Uh, but, uh, but he, he, you know, these guys, they did an awesome job of, of uh, talking about their players and uh, and I think that meant a lot. You know, they they really spoke highly of these guys and what they meant in their locker room and what they meant on their team and what they did on the field, what they could do on the field. So uh, I thought that was a real important part that, you know, we weren't able to go to the schools, but we could we could talk to the guys and, and get a good feel for the player. Coach, how important is it for the fans to look at this draft for not just the players selected in the draft, but what you were able to do with the picks that you didn't have to use this weekend because you got veteran help and it starts with Laramie and goes down from there, really strengthening the roster top to bottom? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that for this time of the year, Vandy, you know, I Jack and I were just talking about this. I think the fans, you know, look, I think we got to go out there and win. That gets the fans excited. Winning gets them excited. But for this time of the year, you know, we should be all excited about where we are with the roster. We feel really good about what we've done offensively, um, you know, with, with the addition of, you know, Randall Cobb and, and Brandon Cooks and, you know, 
Brent Qualley that, you know, not many people talk about offensive linemen, but to add a, to be able to add a veteran offensive lineman and then the, the rookies we added, uh, or rookie we added here with Charlie Heck and then on, at wide receiver with Isaiah Coulter. Running back position, feel good about that. Uh, and obviously the quarterback position, tight end position, feel really good about that. And then when you go to defense, to be able to add a guy like Ross Blacklock to come in here and, and play with, with J.J. and and uh, Brandon Dunn and Amenahu and all those guys, I think that's a big addition. And outside backer, feel good about that. Feel good about inside backer. And then in the secondary, you know, I feel like our depth is really good and versatile. So, you know, we're excited about our roster. We just can't wait to get back to work with these guys. We, we start our off-season program on Monday, and, you know, that'll be good. We'll get a Zoom call going with about 100 people on that Zoom call if they allow us to hold 100. And then we'll break it down from there. But uh, we're excited to, to get going at least on that. But really excited when they when they tell us we can get back in the stadium and see everybody and, and get going. And, Coach, I was going to actually ask you about that process starting next week. Just having the opportunity with these rookies, because we've all talked about potentially no mini camps, no OTAs. We don't know what's going to happen. How important does this next week, two, three become for these rookies to be able to grasp everything that they've got to, the new players, to be able to grasp the things that they need to, to hit the ground running, hopefully when we do have a season, that they are able to pick everything up virtually. How tough is is that going to be? And I know you guys have probably talked about that process as well. Are you looking forward to that process, doing it from afar, as opposed to just not doing it at all? I'm definitely looking forward to it. Obviously, I wish it could be face-to-face, -face, but it can't. So the next best thing is to be able to Zoom, and I think – you know, the point you made about the new players, uh, the new guys that we've added, we'll start with them on Monday. And then obviously the rookies that we've added, we'll start with them uh, probably about May 8th or so. You know, that's that's the goal is to make sure that when we do all get back together, that the new players understand what we're all about. The veterans, you know, hey, this is our culture. This is how we do things. This is, you know, how we call plays. This is how we line up. This is how we communicate. I think it's a big deal. And then the rookies just you know, they don't know anything. And I think it's going to be a huge transition year for them. You know, no fault of theirs. Like I always tell them, it's not their fault, but they don't know anything. And so I think that uh, it's going to be a big transition for them and we're going to have to do a great job. But the virtual part of it at least gives us an opportunity to, to, to see them. To, we can use Discord. We can show film on Discord. We can be eyeball to eyeball with them in this type of atmosphere. And, and uh, hopefully we can get a lot done. Well, Coach, yeah, yeah, it's going to be a really interesting week, and I'm sure today was pretty interesting for the Texans and 31 other NFL teams. There's plenty going on, as I said, including news with your Texans. Laramie Tunsil met with the media today. Uh, there are uh, not rumors. Sources have said that the Texans have made a decision on a particular veteran player. Mark and I will talk about that next, and we will also take a look at what the AFC South did in this draft. Are we more scared? Are we less scared? Or are we just like, eh, the Texans are still better? We'll talk about that next right here on Texans All Access. Download the Texans mobile app for news, videos, alerts, and more. On your Houston Texans. Sometimes nothing beats a classic. Miller Lite, the original light beer. Brewed with great taste and only 96 calories. Available for delivery. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Teachers and parents, are you looking for educational resources to keep your students engaged at home during this challenging time? The Houston Texans, Toro, and ConocoPhillips have partnered together to provide Toro's Math Drills. 
Toro's Math Drills is a free video series that will challenge your students to math topics like fractions, multiplication, division, and place value, all the while having some fun. Sign up today for free at HoustonTexans.com on the COVID-19 resources page and run your kids through Toro's Math Drills, presented by ConocoPhillips. Go Texans! The pitter-patter, splitter-splatter of Sunday mornings. Wait, no, that's bacon, and it's spitting all over your PJs. Stains can ruin any moment. Get them out with Tide, America's number one detergent. If it's got to be clean, it's got to be Tide. Stay connected with the Houston Texans and join the Stampede email newsletter for the latest news and team stories. Each month, Stampede members have the opportunity to win sideline experiences, tickets, autographed team memorabilia, and more. Visit HoustonTexans.com to sign up. Make sure you follow the Texans on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. And take the Texans with you wherever you go with the Texans app and never miss an update. Your hometown Whataburger drive-thru is open 24-7 as usual. But now, as we all adjust to this new normal, we've also kicked off curbside pickup for online orders from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. So instead of walking your order to your table, we'll walk it right out to your car. Just because we can't be close doesn't mean we can't be neighborly. Whataburger. Will the LSU Tigers be just as dominant in 2020? Can they replace key players lost to the NFL draft and field another undefeated national championship caliber squad? Only one way to find out. Witness the 2020 LSU Tigers right here in Houston as they head to NRG Stadium Saturday, September 19th to take on the hometown Rice Owls. Head to RiceLSU2020.com to join the wait list and be notified as soon as tickets go on sale or to get info on how you can experience Rice vs. LSU from a luxury suite this fall. Houston Methodist is still here for you, seeing patients who need our care. Even in these uncertain times, our commitment remains the same. We put our patients at the center of everything we do. We can see you virtually. We can talk to you on the phone. We can even see you in person if needed. Rest assured, we are taking every precaution to keep you safe. We're still here for you. Contact your doctor's office or visit HoustonMethodist.org slash here for you. Though we're apart these days, we're sharing more. So at Geico, we'd like to say thanks. Thanks for sharing your savage dance moves. Thanks for sharing your DIY haircut fails. Thanks for sharing your inner lip sync star. Now it's our turn to share with the Geico Give Back, a 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies for current and new customers. Because we're committed for the long haul, the 15% credit lasts your full policy term. Visit geico.com slash giveback for more info and eligibility. Right now, many of us are unsure about what may come next. At Reliant, we want to help you light the way. With 24-7 customer care and online support, we're here for you today, and we'll be here long after we power through this. Just visit Reliant.com slash light the way or call 1-866-RELIANT. Because even though we're a bit farther apart these days, we're all in this together. Reliant, that's power. Your way. PUCT number 10007. The Texans draft focused on defensive tackle, edge rusher, and offensive tackle. 
There's certain positions that they needed to hit, and they hit them all. And now, the real story unfolds. Who all can make an immediate impact the Texans truly need? We'll find out soon and continue to provide Texans insight unlike anyone else can. Houston's Sports Leader, Sports Radio 610. Sometimes nothing beats a classic. Miller Lite, the original light beer. Brewed with great taste and only 96 calories. Available for delivery. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. I'm Wendy Merciless, starting outside linebacker for your Houston Texans. For the latest on your favorite team in mind, go to HoustonTexans.com. Oh, uh, yeah. The mellifluous sounds and voice of Whitney Merciless, who got a... Got a friend this weekend to join him in the outside linebacker room, that being John Grenard, uh, which was a, a really fun and cool moment on Friday night when John Grenard was drafted. And then we had him on the Zoom call. And John Grenard was a guy that I, when I go to the Senior Bowl, I just try and anticipate some of the positions we might look at and look at the players and try and match them up best I can. And so I ended up talking to Josh Uche and Daryl Taylor, Kenny Willickis from Michigan State, a bunch of guys, and then and then John Grenard was there. I was like, I got to talk to John Grenard. I was like, there's got, I, could, I would love to see this guy with the Texans. And it just so happens that uh, we do have somewhere, and we will have for you the interview I did with John Grenard uh, at the Senior Bowl, which is interesting because John Grenard was at Louisville. And I did the time, and I said, well, hey, you were there when Deshaun was there at Clemson. He goes, yeah. He goes, but I was not. He goes, I was redshirting that year. But then he proceeded to take the next 45 seconds and completely break down Deshaun's game. And I thought that was just absolutely brilliant. So Whitney Merciless, John Grenard, now now rushing the edge together, which is going to be very, very fun to see. John Harris here in his house. Mark Vandermeer, the voice of the Texans, on the other side. Mark Laramie Tunsil met yep. with the media today. And just what'd you take what'd you take out of what LT said? He didn't spend a ton of time. He was not up there for an hour, but he got in a good ten minutes, uh, and he seemed to be he seemed to be in a pretty good mood, which I which I love. And then, of course, as happens with Zoom calls uh, for all of us, at a certain point, uh, his son <laughs> got in on the Zoom call, oh, which gosh. I thought was really neat. And I, I'll be honest, I I have thought that every spouse, every kid, every dog, every ocean wave, every computer ding, whatever that has been included on a Zoom call, I. It doesn't bother me. What I just think it kind of goes to the territory. It doesn't bother me at all. I think it's been really, right. really cool. But either way, uh, your takeaways from LT meeting with the media today, talking about his extension. Well, first of all, what you just said about Zoom calls and everything, it was a big part of this draft. You know, this was the yeah. intimate draft. This was going into people's homes. This was seeing kids of GMs, coaches. Uh, Bill O'Brien just said in the interview we just aired that you know, he saw it was going on Thursday night, Friday night, said he's going to bring Jack and Michael in the fray. Uh, on the draft broadcast, so I thought that was great. I mean, I, that that warmed all our of our hearts to see Jack, especially yeah. uh, in that draft broadcast. So that was very cool. As far as Laramie goes, yeah, I mean, it was interesting because you know there you were, and I think he was in his bedroom or something. And it's just <laughs> that's hey, that's, uh, that's coronavirus is. broadcasting right there. That's press yeah. conference stuff. Uh, he's so bright, Johnny, and um, it, it doesn't surprise me. He represented himself. And he had good advice from people, and yeah. he came up with a record deal all by himself. I'm not yeah. saying you shouldn't have an agent. I think a lot of guys need agents and should have agents. But if you feel like you can go without and you get great advice and 
you know, it's kind of like buying a house without a realtor sometimes. I'm sorry, realtors. You should use a realtor, but if you are comfortable not using one, you still need a lawyer to get yeah. things done. I'm sure he still yeah. had a lawyer to help him. You know, you read legalese, right? I mean, I put together some of the deals. I don't really put them together. I read over them that yeah. we make with certain contractors, with yeah. our department here with the Houston Texans. And I, if, when I'm reading one of those legalese-type deals, I have to sit down like, everybody shut up. You know, I need total quiet, focus, line by line. Because the way legal language is written is very, it's, I think it's on purpose so we don't understand yes. it. But anyway, Laramie got the job done and came up. We all knew he was going to be the highest paid lineman in the history of the league. Now, who was it last year? Who was the highest paid lineman in the history of the National Football League made that way during free agency a year ago? Do you remember? Oh, it was Trent Brown. It was Trent Brown. So people who complain, you paid Laramie so much. I'm thinking, well, last year you wanted us to sign Trent Brown, and that's what it was going to take to get him. Laramie's the number one guy. Now, he wasn't a free agent this year, but he's the number one guy who's up for a deal. That means he's going to make more than anybody else, and that's just the nature of the business. Just like if Watson were to sign tomorrow, I have no doubt he'll be the highest-paid player in the history of the National Football League until Patrick Mahomes signs his deal. In all likelihood, you would assume it would go this way, or presume is a better word. I mean, maybe it doesn't, but I think it has a good chance to. So it's just the way it is. Contracts keep going up, and uh, that's that's the world we live in. As far as I think Laramie was super smart to do this deal, do it now. You don't know what's happening with the world. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Make this deal. He talked about his kids, kids being set for life. I mean, how can you not – how can you not do that? So uh, from a pure football standpoint, never mind the contract, I'm just thrilled that Laramie is in the fold for years to come. This is fantastic to have that position locked down with a young player who yes. can grow along with Deshaun and along with the line, the young guys on the line, the year one to year two jump we anticipate and hope for with Titus Howard and Max Sharping, you know, Nick Martin in his prime, uh, the rest of it uh, they'll – put together uh but you know, you know zach fulton's still around but you know we'll see how the future is at that particular spot but you feel good you feel really good about the yeah. offensive line right now whereas we talked about it a year and a week ago we weren't feeling as good we were very not baffled Ooh. or anything but we were we very were in the nervous. dark about what the future was and now we know so that's we a good feeling ve- we were very nervous for deshaun's uh deshaun watson's health yeah uh, going forward um, and then from that point, three starters have been added. You have those three starters for at least the next, at least at a, at a minimum, you have them for the next three years because you have Laramie for four, you got Max for three, and you got Titus for the next three plus the option year, which, be, which would be the yeah. fifth year. And that's, and that's something to consider here. You, you got me thinking when you said Trent Brown. So last year, you know, Trent signed a, a contract, four years, $66 million. Okay, the Texans. Everybody hears three years, sixty six, but the Texans are are on that fifth year option that Laramie, because he was a first round pick, that was exercised with the Dolphins. So this year, it's a ten million dollar deal. So it's ten million this year plus sixty six. That's seventy six. So four years seventy six versus four years sixty six. Give me Laramie Tunsil all day, every day, all day, yeah. every day in comparison to that deal. And you know what? The next lineman that comes up. Um, is going to is going to ask for similar money. May not be the player that Laramie is, but you got a 25, 25 year old, twenty five yeah. year old Pro Bowl tackle 
and you've got him now for the next four years. I, I mean, I just – listen, I know people are out there that just are like, yeah, but all of his penalties. Look, if you have an issue with Laramie because of the penalties, uh, your issue is I, – I know what your issue is, and I don't really want to want to bring it up on the air other than the fact that you just weren't happy that the trade was made. We should have kept the first-round picks, et cetera, et cetera. Laramie, if he isn't the best left tackle in the game now – he certainly will be in 2020. And one of the things I took out of the discussion that he had was he was asked about Deshaun Watson. He just volunteered and said, yeah, hey, D4 and I have been together at least four days a week talking about what we can do together um, and really taking this franchise to a new level. I heard that. I was like, that was like music. Like that did my heart some good, Mark. I mean, yeah. all this Zoom stuff this weekend did my heart some good. I heard that and I was just like, oh. I just I, I melted. It was like uh, you know uh, Julio Iglesias, you know, singing me a ballad. I mean, it was just beautiful to hear that that those two have been working out, really connecting. Um, and you don't always think of a tackle and a quarterback connecting and working out together, but I think you're talking about two of the more important pieces, if not the two most important pieces, on this particular team. And being in lockstep with one another, I think, is going to end up boding very well for this team. Uh, back to, back to the whole free agent thing. All right, so let's say you didn't make the deal for Laramie last year. You're not going to have as good a record, right? Correct. But let's say you're able to win nine games or whatever. Uh, you would have been able to draft somebody right. middle of the first round, like an Austin Jackson. But you want to draft Laramie Tunsil. Or maybe uh, Isaiah Wilson or somebody like that. But it's unknown, you know. Even, even guys who are highly regarded – He's a proven player. That's why they paid what they paid for him, uh, draft pick-wise. And right. now, financially, he's a proven player. Uh, I go back to the Trent Brown thing, and not, nothing against Trent Brown, but, Johnny, what position does he play for the Raiders again? Plays what right position? Tackle. What's right that? Tackle. Right, right tackle. tackle. Yeah. So they, they signed him for more money than any other offensive lineman in the history of the league, and they put him at right tackle because they have Colton Miller at left tackle. And how was the Raiders' season again last year? Look, I don't want to hammer the Raiders. I can yeah. all day if I want to. But the fact is the Texans laid off of that, went through the draft, and then they saw what they needed. They needed to make a blockbuster deal for a big-time left tackle, and they right. did. So credit them for that, and we've talked about it, how they use these picks. And look, maybe the whole thing blows up and doesn't work out, but I doubt it. You yeah. you want to build a team in the trenches. You want to build the team. You have the quarterback. You have some skill here. you got to solidify the trenches. They've locked up Laramie. On the D-line with Blacklock, they've helped that. When you look at front seven, Grenard, they've helped that. And I know they lost DJ Reader. That was too bad, but that was going to be big-time money uh, for a guy who deserved it, and Coach O'Brien was very clear on that. You know, I, I like the way the front seven's shaping up. Look, they still need to find a way to consistently get after the quarterback for somebody not named J.J. Watt or Whitney Merciless, the way Whitney was early last year especially. Uh, but, look, you feel like with Edgefor coming back, with what you're getting out of Martin in year two with the franchise, with Grenard, with Scar Scarlett's still a player on the rise. You know, late yep. in the season he puts together three and a half sacks, and it looks like maybe he's found something as a pass rusher. Maybe he's finding Chuck a Amenahu. rhythm. Yeah, Amenahu, how could I forget? So, uh, you know, I'm eager to see these guys work out. Now, the secondary – all right. Now, the reports you were talking about to Sean Gibson, yep. right? Yeah. So let's see how that shapes up without him, because right now it looks like, wait a minute, you have some work to do there 
Uh, I think you have players who can help you, like Murray can certainly help you along with Reed. And, you know, we'll see how it goes. I think today's NFL, Johnny, you know, you're not dealing with, like, these four DBs, two safeties, two corners. You know, you're playing a lot of nickel, dime, and a lot of interchangeable parts, and maybe that's how they put it together. You know, yeah. maybe Lonnie's more like, he's an inside guy, whether it's nickel or, you safety. know, maybe Reed's nickel. Maybe Lonnie's playing more of a safety role. Maybe they're moving people around. I don't know how they're going to put it together, but clearly – it's not like they forgot about it. They would not have let Deshaun go, reportedly, yeah. uh, if they didn't have some kind of plan there that they felt could work out. Well, I was about to say, I know what Jay Reed probably texted Bill O'Brien today, but I've got to be clear now because <laughs> I say Jay Reed in the secondary now. It's two different guys, so I've got to say Justin That's Reed. Right. You know, look, Justin's brother, Eric Reed, is, is out there, and that guy could still play ball, and I don't know if that would be a consideration or not. I know Justin wants it to be, um, but I'll tell you what, when he came to Houston and played for the Panthers – he looked, he looked really good. So there's still some of those options out there. And now we're, I believe we're getting to a point where we're beyond the, the, the signings being yeah, applied the to, the, to the comp picks. Mm-hmm. So I don't think you know, anybody signed now, that does, those players aren't included in the comp pick formula. So i got to do the math and see where our roster is. I still think we're a couple players short of 90, if I remember correctly, just doing my math. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. So there'll, there'll be a few that are added to the mix um, as we as we go, excuse me. As we go through the process, there's no question, and I would think that's that's maybe one. But I, I've said all along, I, I know what I would do. I know exact. I know exactly what I would do. Bring him back, Roby, and you already had Conley. You brought back Vernon to play inside. Now you drafted John Reed to play on the inside. You brought back Philip Gaines as well. Oh yeah. I just think I just think Lonnie as a safety would be. I think he would be a nightmare for opposing teams. I think he would be really really fun because he's got cover skills. He can cover tight ends. We've seen that. We saw what he did on Kelsey in the first quarter of that game and then also in week six game. He's got some cover skills. He's a big physical guy. That's me. That's, that's what I would do. We'll see what Anthony Weaver does. He's way smarter than I am. So uh, we'll figure out what he does. But you just know that, hey, you've got a piece with Lonnie. you just got to figure out where that piece is and, and not try and jam a square, uh, a square peg into a round hole, um, You know, trying to figure out how he fits. But I think you've got – some opportunities, and there are going to be some players added to it. And now uh, with Deshaun Gibson uh, waived and released after one year, the Texans will, I would imagine, try and find a safety to go along with what they've already added. Michael Thomas, Jalen Watkins, uh, and Eric Murray was signed uh, during free agency. The league, obviously, this weekend on full display for the world to see. Mark and I really haven't talked about our thoughts about the draft as a whole. What did the AFC South do? What did the Dallas Cowboys do? They were drafting from a yacht, or Jerry was drafting from a yacht. We'll talk about all that we saw this weekend from the draft next, right here on Texans All Access. For the most in-depth coverage of your favorite team and players, check out HoustonTexans.com. Sometimes nothing beats a classic. Miller Lite, the original light beer, brewed with great taste and only 96 calories, available for delivery. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Hey, Papa John's here. Who wants a boring sandwich when you can have our new Papadias at Papa John's? Four exciting flavors, just six bucks each. You're going to love it. Better ingredients, better pizza, better than a sandwich. Papa John's, Houston. Hey, Papa John's here. Who wants a boring sandwich when you can have our new Papadias at Papa John's? Four exciting flavors, just six bucks each. 
You're going to love it. Butter ingredients, butter pizza, better than a sandwich. Papa John's Houston. March's Star of Courage winner presented by Apache is K-9 officer for SciFair ISD, Glenn Mayo. Mayo has served with the Houston Police Department for 27 years and during his time has won numerous life-saving awards. During Hurricane Harvey, he spent weeks rescuing people with the HPD dive team without taking a second to think about himself. He has truly dedicated his life to serving Houston and ensuring everyone's safety. The Houston Texans and Apache would like to congratulate him for being our March Star of Courage winner. To Houston frontline responders, thank you. To show its gratitude, Tide is offering free laundry services in Houston to the families of frontline responders. Simply bring your laundry and identification to Tide Cleaners and they will wash it within two days. One less thing for you to worry about. While you take care of us all, Tide will take care of the laundry for the families of frontline responders. To learn more and find a location near you, visit hope.tidecleaners.com. The Texans draft focused on defensive tackle, edge rusher, and offensive tackle. There's certain positions that they needed to hit, and they hit them all. And now, the real story unfolds. Who all can make an immediate impact the Texans truly need? We'll find out soon and continue to provide Texans insight unlike anyone else can. Houston's Sports Leader, Sports Radio 610. Hey friends, this is Drew Doherty with the Houston Texans. Texas Children's Hospital is the official children's hospital of the Houston Texans and the local sponsor of Play 60, the NFL initiative to get kids off the sidelines and into the action for 60 minutes of play a day. You can run, jump, swim, tumble, swing, or cheer. Have a blast. Just make sure you're active for at least 60 minutes a day to score the healthy future you deserve. To learn more, visit texaschildrens.org Texans. Everyone is trying to do their part, especially now. And your Ford dealer is built to lend a hand. If your vehicle needs service, just call. Ford service centers are essential to your community and are still open. Find out about pickup and delivery options from participating Ford dealers. Plus, they've implemented enhanced cleaning measures for added peace of mind. After all, you have a lot to take care of. Let us do our part and help take care of you. What do 50% of Fortune 500 companies in Houston have in common? They're all members of Houston's most exclusive professional network, Texans Lux. Whether your company has 10,000 worldwide employees or 50 based in Houston, businesses large and small appreciate the opportunities Lux provides them to network with other professionals. And best of all, Lux membership includes a suite for each Houston Texans home game. Find out how you can use a Lux membership to grow your business. Visit HoustonTexansLux.com. Each cup of Circle K's Simply Great Coffee is ground fresh, so it's as fresh as it gets, just the way you like it. But don't take it from me. Listen to what our customers are saying. Very easy to make your own cup of coffee at Circle K because you just have to push the button. Now with these new machines, they're really grinding. They get your coffee. That's why I come here. It's fresh every day. It smells amazing. It warms your heart. There's no comparison. Higher quality coffee, less bucks. Only at Circle K. As the preferred eye care provider of the Houston Texans, Houston Eye Associates knows that vision is everything, especially in football. Houston Eye is here to help Texans see better and keep their eyes on the prize. Houston Eye Associates has 28 Houston area locations with specialists in LASIK, cataracts, glaucoma, retina, cornea, oculoplastics, pediatrics, uveitis, and more. Come and see us today. 
Houston Eye Associates, the preferred eye care provider of the Houston Texans. Sometimes nothing beats a classic. Miller Lite, the original light beer, brewed with great taste and only 96 calories, available for delivery. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Back to the show that keeps you up to date on the Houston Texans. Texans All Access. One final segment this Monday edition of Texans All Access from the crib. John Harris here, Mark Vandermeer, the voice of the Texans there. Mark, I got to admit, as much as I have uh, really enjoyed doing the shows from here, uh, I will be ready. I will be ready to get back in the studio very, very soon. I, I can't wait to see our studio. I might. You know how when when Michael Jordan retired, he played some charity game, and then he walked in the middle of the floor and he kissed the bull. I think I yeah. might like walk in and, well, maybe not kiss our floor, but I'm I might kiss something when we walk in that studio and that stadium again. I can't wait to be able to do that. Where was I? Saturday, I think. Uh, I was on a Zoom call, and Tyler Marcotte, uh, one of our video gurus, TV TV extraordinaire producer. Uh, was in the control room beyond the studio, which is not exactly the Taj Mahal, okay? This is not exactly the Ritz. And yeah. uh, But I said, gosh, that place looks so beautiful. Oh. I mean, you got to get this. It's cinder block walls with wires. Yeah. It is, it's not exactly an attractive place, but to me it just looked so gorgeous at that time, it, and I wanted to be there. So not that we don't like it at home, because I do like broadcasting this way a little bit. Hey, the guys on SiriusXM – Tons of those shows yeah. are done like this every day, every corona day. or no corona. So I think we've learned a few things along the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll never fear like the late breaking story because I'll have equipment at home and, and <laughs> yeah. you know I'll, <laughs> I'll always be able to you know oh. jump at home and do it or whatever. So I think I think we'll be fine for the future. But Johnny, I think a few things here. Our draft, and I know you want to talk about draft, but I just wanted to mention yeah. this. Our radio broadcast, and I want to thank the guys from 610 for jumping on, Sean and Seth and Clint and Wade. Mm -hmm. And, of course, Thursday night, Dre and Robert got help from them and and the producers. I mean, Figgy was amazing and Joanna. And, of course, John Boudreaux is producing tonight, and he has great wallpaper. We see him on the Zoom call here. Um, I don't even know what it is. It's like a little flower. It doesn't matter. It just looks great. Yeah, it it doesn't matter. But, anyway, uh, we want to thank all of them for doing it. I think that the interviews with the players on Zoom and being able to po- yeah. post those on Twitter, Facebook, and put them on our draft special, which aired last night on ABC 13. It's on YouTube, on our Texans YouTube page. And go ahead and take a look at it. It was awesome. I just think that kind of stuff made the draft more intimate than usual, and we'll mm-hmm. use some of those elements going forward in our draft coverage next year and years to come. I thought one of the, co- the, one of the coolest moments for me was when we got – John Grenard on and when we got him on and then you asked him a question and I asked a question and I said John I said um, I was the first Houston Texan person to to meet you and then uh-huh. I see him start to nod like yeah yeah I remember seeing it in Mobile and I thought that was kind of cool because over the years we've talked to those picks that I've actually interviewed at the Senior Bowl Braxton Miller was one Carlos Watkins was one um, that I've interviewed at the Senior Bowl uh, and then touching base with him, but having to see that person, he may not may not remember my name, but he might remember the face. Like, hey, yeah, I remember that guy. He was with the Texans. I talked to him at the Senior Bowl, uh, and that was that was kind of a, a cool moment. But I just I think overall, just the way that it was it was handled. I don't think the the general watching public expected what they got. I don't think they. I think maybe they expected glitches and 
They expected yeah. bumps in the road to a degree, and there were probably there were probably some of those, but they they got some some humor some uh, unintended humor uh, like going into Mike yeah. Vrabel's home. Oh my god! Uh, at some point, you know, Belichick's looking dog Belichick's dog at the table. You yep. know, Jerry on his yacht. You know, all these different people. Priceless. It's so funny. Jerry's sitting on his yacht all by himself, and he's got like different people like handing him things. As he, and you can just tell he's like, well, what button do I hit here? You know, he kind of had that, <laughs> that, that octogenarian sort of feel of technology. But well, there's an open line. Like, how about when we were interviewing Coach? And you, you didn't hear it. I think they edited that part out. Um, oh yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And when we replayed it, but you could hear them ending the draft. Like, right. all right, that'll be it, fellas. You know, because you mentioned it. Ob, we caught up with him while picks were still going on because he was yeah. done with his picks. And at the end of the draft, they said, uh, great job, everybody, because all GMs, coaches are on this intercom system. And that was kind of cool to hear that. It made it real. You know, there are, there's a lot, like you said, Zoom calls, dogs, kids, uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, it, it makes it real. It's like you're taking everybody behind the curtain all weekend long. How about Goodell, Johnny? I thought he was a big winner this weekend. He really got a image lift this weekend. Yeah. You know, Goodell... He's taken some heat over the years, obviously, but he was endearing, dare I say, at times yeah. this weekend. Yeah, I was listening to Landry uh, and uh, the OG John Lopez today talk about him, and they were there was one moment where I guess in the recliner he kind of seemingly didn't have as much juice left. He was running on fumes <laughs> by the end of that thing, so I can the recliner. And how about the, the T-shirt? The T-shirt was got. I mean, I liked it because I that was an NFL film show, but yeah. the T-shirt is just it's just so weird in some I sense. Know, like when you it see somebody out of context, it's like, wait a second. Like I've always seen you with it. it sometimes it's like seeing Ob. Like when we go on trips and we see Ob in a suit, we're like, oh, we yeah. never see him in a suit. We never see yeah. him in anything other than what he wears to practice that day. Uh-huh. And it's like, eh, you kind of look weird in a suit. I'd rather you just. Like being your coaching attire, because that's how that's how I kind of want to remember you in some sense. Uh, one of the things that we talked about, Mark, you, I, and I think Clint talked about this on Friday night as we were getting to the end of day two, and I asked, where did you think Jameis Winston was going to go? Yeah, and we 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 went through a, a number of different uh, a number of different spots. I don't think at any point we went New Orleans. But Jameis Winston's going to New Orleans. We're not doing gut reaction day, but what was your gut reaction to him going to New Orleans? Uh, he's taking the Teddy Bridgewater road to career reclamation. That's what it is, right? Yeah. And you know, Breeze got hurt last year. What if Breeze gets hurt again? He can play. And didn't he light them up last year, Johnny? Didn't Winston did. light up New Orleans more than I think than he once? has over the years for sure. You know, teams, and this always goes back to what I talk about, teams love signing players within their division. They see them a lot. They see them yep. on tape when they're playing them twice a year. They see them on tape when they're playing other teams that played them so they can analyze. So they see them a ton, and they feel like they can get something out of Winston. Why not? If, if you're in New Orleans, if you're anywhere, you really need a capable backup, right? Yep. So why not? Now, it's not a blockbuster kind of situation for him, but look what it did for Teddy. Look what it did for Teddy to yep. be able to play when yep. Breeze went down. Not that Jameis is rooting for that necessarily, but to learn under Peyton, to be under Breeze, that is really valuable for Jameis Winston right now. So why not? How about the Cam Newton to New England rumors? I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I am here for that reality show. I am here 
for that reality show, I think it would be fascinating. I don't know that I'd want to face them, but, I mean, we're going to have to. We're going to have to face them, Johnny. I don't want to face Cam them, Newton. He's going to come up with the, with the Newton package. Maybe we play them earlier in the year, and it's Jared Stidham. And Cam's not quite ready to – no, if Cam goes there, he's going to end up being the you, guy. You think so? Or, or is he playing – is Belichick going to do two quarterbacks or have a competition? Around? I don't know. Ooh. Do you think Belichick's well, going to just run with Cam Newton all year long? I don't know. That's it, interesting. Like you said, is he healthy enough? Uh, is yeah. he going to actually win the job outright? What, is, what system does Belichick want to run now? Uh, Josh McDaniels want to run now that there's no – Tom Brady there. This is gonna. It, you're right. It, I want to be there for the reality show too. Yeah. And you know My, what? They're not gonna have one. <laughs> I'll guarantee it. <laughs> Who's getting hard knocks? Titans. I, I'll see. I'll sit for that. I'll, well, they're division opponent. I'd, I always watch hard knocks anyway. I'd like to yeah. see Vrabel. It'd be fun. Yeah, Vrabel would be fun. There's no question about that. Mark, thank you very, very much. It was a tremendous draft weekend again with you. Thanks to Ob who joined us at the end of the draft to give us his thoughts. Uh, from his location on his perch, the back patio. Johnny B, appreciate you, brother, for keeping us on the air and keeping us going. We will be back tomorrow, continue to break things down. We'll hear from Charlie Heck and Andy. Andy, I almost called him Andy Reed. <laughs> Charlie Heck and John Reed, Isaiah Coulter, they all join us. We'll hear from them tomorrow. Mark and I will have you next time as well. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. And as always, go Texans. For the most in-depth coverage of your favorite team and players, check out HoustonTexans.com. Sometimes nothing beats a classic. Miller Lite, the original light beer. Brewed with great taste and only 96 calories. Available for delivery. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Houston Methodist is still here for you. Seeing patients who need our care. Even in these uncertain times, our commitment remains the same. We put our patients at the center of everything we do. We can see you virtually. We can talk to you on the phone. We can even see you in person if needed. Rest assured, we are taking every precaution to keep you safe. We're still here for you. Contact your doctor's office or visit HoustonMethodist.org slash here for you. The pitter-patter, splitter-splatter of Sunday morning. Wait, no, that's bacon, and it's spitting all over your PJs. Stains can ruin any moment. Get them out with Tide, America's number one detergent. If it's got to be clean, it's got to be Tide. Want to start an argument with sports fans? Ask who should be the MVP. Everybody has an opinion. This player does this, and that player does that, and I could be persuaded either way. But when it comes to an MVP of MPG, yeah, miles per gallon, I made my choice. Chevron with Tecron. Why? Well, number one, it's proven. No gasoline gets better mileage. Number two, no gasoline has more cleaning power to help keep vital engine parts clean. Unbeatable mileage, unbeatable cleaning. You can't argue with that. Chevron with Tecron. Care for your car. Right now, we're all safer at home. But should you need a new vehicle, Hyundai has options to shop online, and a participating dealer can deliver it right to you. Plus, you'll make no payments for four months. To find out more, go to buyhyundai.com. Get 0% APR for up to 84 months and make no payments for four months on the 2020 Tucson or Elantra. Visit your Houston Hyundai dealer online today. Offers end 5420. 
Call 469-613-0227 for more offer details. Will the LSU Tigers be just as dominant in 2020? Can they replace key players lost to the NFL draft and field another undefeated national championship caliber squad? Only one way to find out. Witness the 2020 LSU Tigers right here in Houston as they head to NRG Stadium Saturday, September 19th to take on the hometown Rice Owls. Head to RiceLSU2020.com to join the waitlist and be notified as soon as tickets go on sale or to get info on how you can experience Rice versus LSU from a luxury suite this fall. The Houston Texans, Toro and NOV, have partnered with the Sam Houston Area Council of Boy Scouts of America to present Toro Takes the Bull Out of Bullying. Toro Takes the Bull Out of Bullying, presented by NOV, is an educational assembly about preventing bullying. This year, the Texans and NOV have created an anti-bullying patch for students in the Scout Reach program. Scouts who complete Toro's anti-bullying quiz on HoustonTexans.com will receive the patch. The Texans, NOV, and the Boy Scouts are proud to help stop bullying across Houston. Another hot day in Houston as this game gets underway. Here's the kickoff, caught by Dykin. They're really stepping it up for Houston, Jim. Like all that financial assistance they gave for Hurricane Harvey relief efforts. Yeah, Steve, they gained a lot of yardage on that one. Here's the snap. Oh, and look at that donation to Habitat for Humanity. Did you see all those AC units they provided for low-income housing? These guys would be on fire if they weren't so cool. Dykin is definitely Houston's biggest fan. They're taking this Houston team right into the comfort zone. The mission of the Houston Texans Foundation is to be champions for Houston's youth. On Texans Tuesdays throughout the season, Texans players spend their only day off in the community, meeting fans and helping further our mission to do great things for Houston. Last year, Texans players made 250 appearances supporting programs in education, character development, and health and fitness to empower the next generation of Texans. For more information, visit HoustonTexans.com community. Simple acts of kindness and community are more important than ever before. So Ashley Home Store is introducing the Ashley Cares Relief Program. We're offering 0% financing for 60 months with three-month payment assistance on qualifying purchases. Ashley Home Store is here to serve your furniture needs. Text Ashley to 797979 to set up a virtual appointment today or visit us online at ashleyhomestore.com. Proud sponsor of the Houston Texans, Ashley Home Store. This is home. We need small businesses, and right now, they need us. So Verizon is connecting big names in entertainment with small businesses around the country. Introducing Verizon Pay It Forward Live, a weekly live stream to support local communities and share ways to help small businesses. Verizon Pay It Forward Live. Tune in every Thursday at Verizon on Twitter and Yahoo Entertainment at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Small businesses need us now more than ever. To Houston Frontline Responders, thank you. To show its gratitude, Tide is offering free laundry services in Houston to the families of Frontline Responders. Simply bring your laundry and identification to Tide Cleaners and they will wash it within two days. One less thing for you to worry about. While you take care of us all, Tide will take care of the laundry for the families of Frontline Responders. To learn more and find a location near you, visit hope.tidecleaners.com. Sometimes nothing beats a classic. Miller Lite, the original light beer. Brewed with great taste and only 96 calories. Available for delivery. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610. 